What's up, everybody? We're back yet again. Still no voice. There hasn't been a, a good one that I could really latch on to. But, uh, but we're here with the energy for the intro. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Marvel news. We're going to be talking about the big fourth wall breaking finale of She-Hulk, um, which one of us really loved and one of us thought was maybe a little mid uh oh, <laughs> so we will get into that on the upcoming episode of the infinity watch podcast Welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. This is season three, episode 18, and we're rounding up our last show, I think, for the year. Yeah. And I am Tommy, and I'm here with my mid-co-host, Eric. Oh, wait, you said last show, a last TV show, right? TV we're going to do show. an episode for, okay. Yeah, okay. we still got some more. Uh, we, we'll have uh, Wakanda Forever. Yep. yep. Uh, we'll have the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, which Eric already hates. Yeah, I, I, uh, I will watch that one. We may have but some I, what if episodes. I'm not sure because we still got we still got some time left. But this is the last TV show we're supposed to get live action in 2022. So okay, it's been a it's been a decent year. Yeah, we've been pretty busy. I would say. Yeah, and so there's supposed to be. I mean, I was looking up MCU stuff for 2023, and it is quite busy. Yeah, let me tell you. So good stuff. But yeah, let's jump right into the news. As Eric mm. said, we're going to be doing She-Hulk episode nine today. Can't believe we've already gotten through nine episodes of that show. Yeah, um, crazy. We are going to rate episode nine and then we're going to also rate She-Hulk as a whole, which is always one of my favorite things is when we kind of look at it all and say, OK, was this shit or was it not? And so looking forward to that. But yeah. let's jump into it. Okay, right. what do we got? I I listened to uh, part of our our podcast from a couple weeks ago because I wanted to see <laughs> what I said about this. And when the news first broke that Harrison Ford was going to take over as Thunderbolt yeah. Ross, yeah, yeah, we were both like, "There's no way, yep, this is happening." <laughs> and you were like, "I don't want this to happen because Harrison Ford hates nerd culture. This is going to be terrible." But all these reports just keep coming out every week. We've talked about this for three weeks now. There are multiple people now confirming that he is joining both Thunderbolts and Captain America New World Order. And it seems like there's no more smoke and that this is kind of fire at this point. Yeah, I mean, Slash Film reported it and Slash Film is very legit. So it seems like it's a done deal. Um, I can't believe this. Yeah, me neither. I think it could end up being good, but I just can't believe he signed up for it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I can't believe he signed up for it, and I can't believe, I mean, are they, like, really planning on killing him off in the next five years, that character? They must I feel be. like he must die in the Thunderbolts movie or something. Yeah. I but, just, shout out to Kevin Feige for having the balls to just ask. All right, can yeah? we all agree on that? You know, damn, I just, I don't know, I thought he was kind of winding down. 
Yeah. You know, he stepped out of Star Wars. He just finished his last Indiana Jones movie, which he wanted, right? I think that that was confirmed since 2012 or something that he's like, I'll do Star Wars if I get another Indiana Jones movie. Yep. Um, But I don't know. I just, I thought he was kind of done with the big tentpole, you know, franchise thing. You would think. But I don't know. It's like, maybe is he, is he getting money for his kids or something? Do they just throw a yeah, huge number at him? And he's like, well... I'll fucking do it, you know. Could be. Could be. Oh, my God. I feel very torn on it. Yeah. I mean, it's the clips that are going to come out from the promotion of these movies are going to be gold. So I am excited for that. Just Harrison Ford hating every second of his life is going to be really funny. I I would love just thinking about them asking him. They're like, what do you think about it? He's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know who She-Hulk is. Oh my god! But yeah. So good. Very shocking news. Um, goes to show you that there's still stuff out there that can surprise us. So. Yeah, there sure is. I mean, that surprises the hell out of me. Yeah, no doubt about it. But we'll see. Looking forward. Do you think? Okay, yeah. Uh, let's do a prediction. Mustache or no mustache? Um, mustache. I think they got to do the mustache. I think. I think Marvel. Well. No, yeah, I think I think they got to do the mustache I, because it's um, William Hurt had the mustache, right? He, yes, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I haven't keep seen that uh, Harrison Ford with a mustache in a long time. No, I bet he rocks it though. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's definitely. Uh, I think he had it in probably like the eighties and early nineties or something like that. But yeah, that makes sense. Damn, guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um. If you're trying to get a little bit of Black Panther Wakanda Forever action a little bit beforehand, there's a new Target commercial that features the actress Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams. And so if you want to get a shot of some of her Ironheart um, armor and some of that, uh, you can just Google you know, Target Black Panther commercial, um, and you'll get some clips there if you want a little bit of a taste. But I'm I'm really excited about this character. She's pretty cool, and I like how her suit looks. Just uh, has that old Iron Man vibe to it, which is fucking great. Yeah, God damn, I'm excited for that movie. Lots of hype. Yeah, lots of hype. Hopefully, too much. Probably. Yeah, yeah, it is too yeah. much. Oh man, anything will be better than that third act from Black Panther, where just the CGI just became a little bit of a mess. Man, yeah, that could have been so. It is uh, like. I get why they wouldn't do this, but part of me is a little surprised that they haven't gone back and like tweaked it for digital releases. I will say, like, I know a lot of people don't like, um, you know, what happened with Star Wars and some changes there. I really could see some benefit actually from them going back to the MCU movies and just changing a, a few different things, you know, like the look of Thanos and the end of Avengers. And, yeah, yeah. You know, some of the after credit scenes, but you can just tweak. You know, there's like an infamous year that is listed in Spider-Man Homecoming that is just blatantly wrong. Yep, yep. Just change it. Yeah. It's okay. I think they have changed a few things with some of the Disney Plus shows. Um, I know there had been reports back where like they they tweaked some CGI and stuff like that. I guess that's a little bit easier because those don't have a home release. You know? Right, right. Uh, so it's just uploading something to a server. But hey, I'd be up for it. Yeah, still do it, and then all you're doing is, like, you're adding more value to the DVDs and Blu-rays that you've already sold, because now they're, like, collector's items. 
Yeah. It's like as long as you can still access the original. I mean, like trying to watch the original Star Wars is is almost impossible. Um, yeah, which is crazy. But you know, well, legally, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But even even like the despecialized editions, like there's certain shots that they don't have a good copy of. Because um, I've watched those before. It's really amazing to see how much those movies evolved, and yeah, things that you thought were really just is. you know were always in it were not. Um, and so yeah, I I would I would go for that. It wouldn't bother me, but there, I'm sure they would change something that would. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I don't know. With with Kevin Feige in charge, maybe not. But yeah, there's always that possibility. It's a delicate sure. line you have to kind of walk. Yeah. Um, I will say, I I downloaded uh, I downloaded the Phantom Menace, and I watched the Phantom Menace a lot because I have a lot of nostalgia for Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, and I think I downloaded it off of like iTunes or Apple TV or whatever. And there are little clips in that that were not in the theatrical release. And I saw that so much when I was growing up that <laughs> when I'm watching it, I will I will go like several times. It's like that wasn't in it. That wasn't it. Like this little five second clip was not in it. It's really funny how That's like it crazy. sticks out in my brain. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. Would be interesting to see someday. Yeah. Um a new report out, which I think is positive too. It says Nova will reportedly be a Marvel Studios special presentation akin to Werewolf by Night instead of it being its own TV show. Okay. And so I think this kind of continues down the path of let's not make a full blown TV show. We can make some specials. Um, I guess the previously announced Shang-Chi and Black Panther spinoffs are also now believed to be taking the form of a special presentation rather than a show which i think is a major step up i just i just feel like if you're gonna make it a special presentation make it a movie i still i still don't totally understand or or agree with this strategy it's probably just a lot cheaper they don't have to have a theatrical release for it like the shang chi like all those all the the girls you know um doing like their cool little um i don't know what you call that like martial arts like base with his sister there and like the Wakanda thing. It's like, it's not quite movie material. Um, and you might, I mean, be able it to... could be though. Anything can yeah. be. I guess it's like hard when you're not like focusing on like the main characters and it's kind of more of just like a side story. I feel like it's like a cheaper alternative to like telling a story that would just be like a B or C story in a, in a feature film. Yeah. And so at least you can get some attention to some of that stuff that wouldn't, get it otherwise yeah I mean, nova I, at the same time could have his own movie yes that yeah i guess that's okay first of all which nova do you think or do you think it'll be both richard uh, Ryder? i or... would want some dick Ryder. yeah personally i well i mean they i like set it up. i like sam too but i think sam like has a place right but i think you need to show richard Ryder in the decimation of xandar when thanos is coming for the stone and you can tell that story so easily and just slip it right into the timeline. And maybe they'll kind of use that as a back way into getting Sam Alexander in there. Yeah. That being said, you could probably just do that all on a show, too. I don't know. That one makes more sense as a show to me, whereas the Black Panther and the Shang-Chi spinoffs, I don't think could sustain six full episodes. But I could be wrong, because look at Andor, so, you know. Yeah. Turns yeah. out if it's just fucking good, then I don't care. Right, right. <laughs> so, 
but we'll see. I think it's it's an interesting uh, thing that they're doing that, you know, I think sometimes I think we'll like it. Maybe we won't always like it, but I still stand by Werewolf by Night, I think, as a special presentation was great. Anything more than that, I don't think I would have held on as long. Okay. So. All right. I know you guys have been talking about it all week. The Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium star Jonathan Majors fitness oh. photo shoot. Oh, my God. I, I retweeted this on the uh, at Infinity Rewatch Twitter account. Dude. How is this guy so fucking ripped? Dude, it is like. I mean, that's that is that's definitely a Hemsworth level transformation for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love I love looking at all the replies to the pictures. One says, damn. The other one says conquer us all. <laughs> it's great. There's all these people just, oh my gosh. I mean, he looks unbelievable. He, look, <laughs> he looks like the Avengers are going to have 0.0% chance of, of stopping this villain. One man said, OMG, thank God I'm gay. <laughs> Someone replied with a, a gif of Oprah with her mouth just gaping open. That's great. Yeah. I mean, he looks unbelievable. Poor Scott Lang, he's dead. <laughs> yep. R.I.P. Sweet baby Jesus and the grown one, too. <laughs> yeah, people like it. Yeah, dude is fucking just shredded. This is like a casual picture of him with like a dog around his shoulders. <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, check that out uh, if you're into that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, dude, I read this article. This is crazy. So there was an interview with Dwayne Johnson, and he basically was blaming the previous Warner Brothers executives for holding up Henry Cavill returning as, as Superman in the DC Extended Universe. Um, and he had this quote. I just find this crazy. This just shows how dumb executives are. Um, he was doing an interview for the new movie, uh, Black Adam, and he says... This serves not only Black Adam, but it serves the larger DC universe. But man, more importantly than that, it takes care of the fans. And that's what you want your uh, your lead foot to be. And he said, and yes, phone calls and meetings. But man, it was years. This was six years to get that done. I'm going to say that again. Six years. We first started talking about this and they kept saying no. Now that leadership isn't there anymore because we usher in the new era in the DC universe, we usher out an old era. And so basically they've been trying to get Superman involved in this movie for six years. And they just kept saying no. And when new executives came in, they finally were like, fine. And that's the only reason why they were able to get Superman in that after credit scene. Yeah, I'm for some reason, I'm a little skeptical that I think maybe that was the scapegoat. Right. Could be. I don't know. Either way, I don't know. It's just like, I don't know how you have a DC extended universe without Superman in it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a the, long time without Superman. I mean, right? how long has it been, really? Justice League came out five years ago, I think. Okay, that was the last. But time then, we saw but him. then they did the Snyder cut, which he he like came back for, like he shot more scenes for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess we did get the Shazam thing, but he wasn't actually. In it. Yep, yep, yep. That was all bullshit. But I don't know. It just seems weird. I don't quite 100% hook, line, and sinker fall for the it's been six years we've been talking about Superman, but uh, we have been talking about Black Adam for a long time, so 
Maybe it's somewhat yeah. true. I don't know. Yeah, I um, I'm very interested to see the what the response is going to be to that movie. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, They're hyping it very hard. Do we have a rotten, rotten Tomato score on this one yet? Let's take a look. Oh yeah, I wonder. Not that I, I don't really care about Rotten Tomatoes too much anymore because I just find it. I don't know. I just would rely on it too much. Yeah, it's got nothing yet. I'm surprising. When does it come out? I thought it comes out real fucking soon. Yeah, I think it comes the out relatively first. Soon. Man, they're holding on to it. Wow, I don't know if that's a good sign. Yeah, that's true. Usually they Late like embargoes. to have the uh, embargo open if people are liking it. So we'll see. I don't Ooh, know. Yeah, we will. Doctor Fate looked cool. So yep, if it's agreed. good. I'll check it out. If not, I don't know. We'll see. So um, I had another article here about uh, recasting T'Challa after Chadwick Boseman's uh, unexpected death, and there is there's a producer that kind of addresses the backlash from Marvel Studios. Um, and his name is Nate Moore. And I'm not sure I quite agree with him. Uh, at first he says, I don't know if anything about it was an easy decision, but it was a decision, a decision that once made, we all believed in, and it led us on a path forward. And this is the part that I'm not sure I agree with. He says, quote, I could not imagine turning to the best young actor in the world who wasn't Chadwick and being like, okay, so you're T'Challa. I could not and cannot imagine that. I really couldn't. Other people will have different answers to that question, and we're very aware of the talk back and how people feel, and I think all of that, to be quite honest, is fair. I mean, so he's, he's pretty level-headed about it, but yeah, I do feel like someone could come in, and, you know, it's just like the Mario voice acting thing. Five minutes in, you'll just see that person as T'Challa. Yeah, yeah. But I think... I mean, you're right, but I do think T'Challa as a character and that movie was so iconic that that's like, um, it makes it tough. And, and the way the Marvel universe is set up, I think the only way they could do it realistically is if it was a variant and if it was what a variant, a variant. Oh, gotcha. Um, I don't think people would buy. I think I'd have some trouble buying if they were just like, yep, this is the same T'Challa. <laughs> yeah. Be, it would just be so weird. I mean, like, Mark Ruffalo and the Hulk wasn't as big of a deal because not that many yeah. people watched The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like a character reintroduction in The Avengers. Yep. Don Cheadle, you know, not a main, main character, right? So. Not as big of a deal, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, I, I guess for me, there's been like six actors that have played James Bond, and you just kind of roll with the punches at that point. Sure. But that is a unique situation in in, in movies, so we'll see. Yeah. I think that movie's going to be really good, though, and I, I think historically movies that are tied to someone passing and then them incorporating that story into it... um tend to be pretty good i would say i think it worked out well with fast and furious you know kind of paying yep. homage and so i i hope that that's the case here too yeah you got to imagine that an extra amount of care was put into it for that reason 
Yeah, it has kind of that emotional, uh, I don't know what you call that. It's just, it, it carries that extra weight there that I think kind of helps it. Yeah. Which is good. Yep, yep. All right, last item from me for today, which I was excited to read this one. Borat actor Sasha Baron Cohen is rumored to be playing <laughs> Mephisto in upcoming MCU shows. Uh, I, I did see this, but are we getting Mephisto? <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's always possible. It's always possible. Um, but the rumor right now is that he's slated to play Mephisto in Ironheart. Uh, which will be coming out in the fall of next year, um, which will be interesting because I believe that one already has uh, what is it called the hood? Yeah, yeah. And which I would kind of make sense. I yeah, think, I saw because... the idea would be Mephisto would give the hood his powers, his or her powers. Yeah, I love that. I wonder if that was also a decision because they're like people keep bringing up Mephisto. Yeah, so we might as well uh, just throw him in there. But yeah. Um, I think he'd be great in that part. Sasha Baron Cohen's a really good fucking actor. So, yeah, I mean, anything Sasha Baron Cohen wants to do, I am for it. He's so so fucking good. He's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still sad that we didn't get his Freddie Mercury movie, but I know would have been awesome. Yep, but agreed. What can you do? What can you do? Um, all right, that's everything I got. You got anything? Anything good? I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really look this week. Um, but the but the big ones the big ones we talked about. I don't know what the fuck is going on in Star Wars land. Nothing. Everybody is uh coming in their little pantaloons over Andor currently. Rightfully so. Um but that's all I've I've heard. Nice. I want or to soon. before we jump over to to She Hulk, I was looking at the schedule for 2023 and i want to just quickly highlight what we got to look forward to so all of next year for movies we got ant-man and the wasp quantumania in february guardians of the galaxy volume three in may and the marvels in july and then there's nothing else for movies for the rest of that year i believe Um, okay because we were supposed to get Blade, but that's not happening anymore. Oh, did we talk about that? I think we, yeah, I think we did talked we talk about, about it last, last time. Week? But we didn't talk about the date shift. I think now the date is September 6th, 2024. I think the date is September never, 2020 <laughs> never. I don't think that a, movie's happening. It's not a bad bet at this point. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. I, I really hope not, but we'll see. Um, But for shows... We're supposed to get uh, several. So in early 2023, we're supposed to get season two of What If, and we're going to get uh, the first season of Secret Invasion. We don't know if that's going to be an ongoing or not. In mid-2023, we're supposed to get Loki season two and Echo. Uh, so it looks like we'll get some more Daredevil action. And then in late 2023, we're supposed to get Agatha, Coven of Chaos, and Ironheart which is very exciting. So lots of stuff coming our way. And then I think early 2024 is when Daredevil Born Again is coming up. So, man, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And I got to tell you, I don't give one single shit about that Agatha Harkness show. Yeah, I, <laughs> I hope I they don't kind was... of fuck it up too much. <laughs> yeah. 
We'll see, I guess. We'll see. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be a weird one. Yeah. Unless, love... unless Elizabeth Olsen is like a surprise co-star. Yeah, I wonder what that... Because we like they like basically like chopped her off from the legs at the end of WandaVision, right? She doesn't have any power. She's just like stuck in the city yep. of Westview forever. And so, I don't know. We'll see. We will. As long as it's good, right? Could be an yeah, indoor true, situation. True, 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 so. true. All right, let's jump over to the series, season, season finale of She-Hulk. Yeah. Titled, Whose Show Is This? Kevin's. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What an episode. We basically, when we open up with her uh, waking up in a Department of Damage Control like prison. Basically, it looks like the same one that Blonsky was in, right? Yeah, and she was dreaming in the same intro of the Hulk show from, like, whenever it was, the 80s or whenever. Oh, yeah, they that recreate. sequence, yeah. Yeah, the, the Incredible Hulk show. You know what? Someone pointed out, I can't remember where I read it, but that, that could basically, since she was dreaming, she could just be seeing an alternate. Yeah. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, timeline of her, which is interesting. Following yeah. the rules of Multiverse of Madness. So, interesting. I love that, though. It was, it was kind of a fun little... Uh, tribute to that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. Bruce looked fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically she's in prison. Um, her lawyer, Mallory Book, we find out. Nikki and Pug, they come into her cell. Yeah, I would die for Pug. Dude, that guy is so fucking smooth. Dude, he's so good. He's always just like, Jen, like, I'm so sorry. What what's happening? Like he always <laughs> just sounds like he's like just half asleep, but I like him anyways. Um, and Jen starts going all lawyer, and they're like, "No, we need to worry about you." And so basically, she agrees to a plea deal in which she wears uh, an inhibitor to stop her from becoming She-Hulk. Um, and as long as she doesn't become She-Hulk, then she can get out of prison. So, um. Jen's parents are like the most wholesome parents ever. Like her parents hug her as she walks out of prison and her dad's like, people go to prison every day, you know, and they're like so fucking positive. Um, and let's see, she goes home. All these reporters are camping out. Um, and she has dinner with her parents. They're like, you can come move back home with us. Her mom's like, yeah, but all my workout equipment is in your room. And I work out at 7 a.m. every morning. Um, <laughs> But she had, yeah, she Rough. has to like sell her apartment. She moves back in with her parents. Uh, she loses her job, right? She goes to the office, loses her job. Um, and Nikki's like, I'm still going to work here because they pay really <laughs> well. Um, and so it's all just like really doom and gloom, right? Um, and so I'm trying to think. Nikki is at her, at Jen's parents' house and they're talking about trying to track down intelligentsia. Yep. Right, since this has all been a coordinated attack. Um and Jen's mom happens to show her like a really embarrassing video of her like dancing in college. And this is where this episode kind of got me for a second. It's because after they're gone, we see Nikki upload the video to Intelligentsia's website. And that kind of was like, oh my god, is she like actually a bad person? 
Um, but we quickly find out that she's just doing it to try and track down this Hulk King guy and all these incel, you know, troll bros that are trying to take her down. Yeah. Which um, I was happy to see because I was suspicious of her and Mallory and everyone. I was never suspicious of Pug, though. He's my, yeah, he's there was my like boy. a rumor going around because what is it? Uh, Nikki looks at the camera one time. Yep, the fourth yep. wall break and people were like, oh, shit, is this like Agatha Harkness all over again? Um, but I'm, I'm happy once again that I agree with you that yeah. it wasn't her. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else we got. Uh, there's like a brief scene with like a narrator kicks in and she's like, no, we're not doing this. This is <laughs> Um, and oh yeah, that's right. Jen decides that she's going to go to Emil's place, even though his phone is coming back as like not sent. Bruce's phone is coming back as not sent. And so she just goes there with no response. Yeah. So before we continue, I, so spoiler alert, I didn't hate this episode, but I didn't love this episode. And I think it started with the narrator. Cause I'm like, what are they, what's happening here? We've had outrageously minor fourth wall breaks in every episode up to this point. There's been nothing crazy at all. I wouldn't say, I mean, like, there's like the part where, you know, she's like, oh, if we don't show you this, you're going to be really distracted, you know, stuff. I don't know. I feel like there's some sure. decent wall breaks. But there's not the voice of God. <laughs> like, just, I just felt like that was... That was immediately a, a weird big step to like what eventually happens, I feel like. And I was like, this feels tonally weird. Like, why throw this in for a very mediocre joke <laughs> where she's like, no, we're not going to do a narrator. Huh. And yeah, so, so, so that, was, that was the first time in this episode where I'm like, mm, not sure how I feel about that. But uh, but but I but I looked past it, and then it uh, and then we 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 went to the next uh, scene where she does go to Emil Blonsky's retreat. It is really weird. Like, so she goes to the retreat, and that wrecker guy greets her. He gives her a hug, and man, I just didn't trust that guy. No, me neither. And I don't know why you'd even hug him, but yeah, he. She's like, "Where's Emil?" And he's like, "Oh, he's got like a gig or whatever." And so he sets her up in a guest room, but he's only just nice. Like, that's the thing that's always really disconcerting is he doesn't right. ever do anything right, wrong at right. all. <laughs> just really throws me off. Um, meanwhile, Pug and Nikki drive to an intelligentsia meeting because she can't go there because it's a bunch of bros. They all just assume they're dudes. <laughs> and so Pug has to wear like an, an AirPod and he's like, isn't this going to be weird me wearing an AirPod? She's like, no, you'll be fine. It's like a bunch of douches, right? Yeah, and so she has to give him instructions on how to be a dick because he just can't do it. So good. I love to always refer to women as females. <laughs> yeah. Oh my I feel like they just took comments out of yep, like yep. Twitter for all of the dialogue. Oh like man. female Thor just got her powers from nepotism. <laughs> and oh my god. They're like, and I'm not just saying that because it's a girl version of Thor. If it was the guy version of Thor, I'd say he was lame too. You know, it's just like all the qualifiers that that every like piece of shit troll says online. Yep, yep, it's yep. hilarious. And um, basically, Todd recognizes Pug and he's like, you're one of us, of course. And, you know, Nikki gets Pug to say like, 
that She-Hulk slept with, with <laughs> yeah. their boss and stuff like that. He's like, and it pisses me off. Uh, Pug is so funny. He's just like the nicest person, and he doesn't know how to be an asshole. Um, but then obviously at this point, we're like, this is looking a lot like Emil's place where all these dudes are at. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and basically the reception goes bad and um no uh, no I, I don't think the reception went bad i think uh todd was like you're gonna love this we got a special guest we got a special right. guest speaker right and then uh lo and behold and walks the abomination yeah so at this part i was like okay is he like involved in intelligence, yep. yeah, but it seems like he's literally just got paid to do it, and he was doing the normal spiel he'd give literally anyone. That's very much the sense I got to. I, I, I did not think that this uh, ruined his turnaround. I, I think he didn't understand what they were. It's really funny too. He's like, "I hear you guys aren't quite happy with yourselves," and, like, <laughs> <laughs> and so I felt good that he wasn't involved because I really yeah. didn't want him to be involved. Agreed. 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 But that's where, for me, this episode started going crazy. Because Emil comes in. He starts talking. Um, you got Todd there, who's in charge of everything. Jen stumbles in and was like, oh, my God, Emil, you're turning into your Hulk form. And then Nikki comes in. Oh, yeah, Nikki does come in because the reception on the AirPods got lost. Yep, that's what yep. got her to come in. And then uh, she's like, why are you here? Why is Pug here? And then... Um, Todd ends up putting Jen's blood into a serum into himself. Which, by the way, we never find out how they even got it. How the guy got it. I can't yeah, believe they never it's all clarified. off screen, basically. Yeah. So apparently you can get someone's blood while they're sleeping. And they yeah. Wake up. Um, and so he turns into his own version of Hulk, which looked really ugly, by the yeah. way. Yeah. CGI is um, pretty good, though. Yeah, CGI was good. And so he becomes his own Hulk. Then Titania bursts through the wall. <laughs> and then right after Titania comes through, Bruce Banner Hulk comes through. And it just like, it's just crazy. <laughs> and immediately starts throwing down with the abomination. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, and he's like, this is not what it looks like. Um, and Jen breaks her inhibitor. She transforms. And that's... That's when things get crazy. And that's where this is where me and you are going to diverge, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because Jen ends up busting through into the Disney Plus menu. <laughs> and then she decides to swing down through the menu and go through the Marvel Assembled show. And then that puts her on the Marvel Studios lot in Burbank, California. And so she, what does she do? She goes into the production office. She complains to the writers. And that was a cool scene yeah. because they're like, what if we make the entire season two an extended dream sequence? This <laughs> <laughs> is like all like the shitty, shitty things you could have your show become. Um, and she's like. Looking at you, sweet. Archer. R.I.P. Yeah. For that whole season where it was just a dream. <laughs> I don't know why you can, you could think you could pull that off at all. I, people, I guess people like that season, but. I like classic Archer. That's a that's a different yeah conversation. <laughs> and so, um, She Hulk complains about like the story. She says a stupid finale, and they they're like, "We thought it was a cool twist." Um, and it's the story that Kevin wants. And so <laughs> Jen's like, "I want to talk to Kevin," and they're like, "No one talks to Kevin." Uh, 
And one of the, like, the head writers is like, I would die to protect Kevin. <laughs> um, and so she goes into the Marvel Studios building, comes to up to like a receptionist. She's like, you got to sign the NDA. And she's like swiping through an iPad for like 20 seconds trying to get to the bottom. Uh, and then once she signs it, he hits like the panic button. She's like, why didn't you just hit it? And he's like, everyone's got to sign the NDA, uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. And so she fights past a bunch of guards until she gets to what is supposed to be Kevin Feige's office. Yep. Uh, but we find out it's like the circular room and there's a robot named Kevin. Knowledge enhanced visual interconnectivity nexus. That is actually the real Kevin Feige who makes all the decisions. Um, I, for one, loved that he had a little hat. Yeah, apparently that was they wanted to put an actual little hat on the robot. And Kevin Feige was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why would you put a little hat on the robot? And the director was like. That's the thing you have pro- a problem with? And I guess Kevin Feige was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> so they so instead they just built it into like the, the look. <laughs> Dude is a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is where a lot of people, I think the, the whole twist here of her coming out and breaking the fourth wall as much as you could um, really threw some people for a loop because she basically has like this whole closing argument with kevin the robot well actually this is all before he asks her to transform back to jen because it's too expensive <laughs> yeah. which was amazing um and so she does her her lawyer kind of closing arguments for why she thinks this shouldn't be the finale and so what is what does she change she she doesn't want todd to have her powers get rid of the whole blood storyline um get Hulk out of there. Uh, she wants uh, Emil Blonsky to be uh, holding himself accountable, change the climax from nighttime, which is too moody, to daytime, and then bring back Daredevil. Because <laughs> why not? Um, and there's some joke there. She she ends up talking to him. She's like, when are we going to see the X-Men? She mentions X-Men, which is the first mention of them in the MCU. She makes a joke about like sometimes smashing uh, Matt Murdock, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but basically, all these changes happen. Um, but then Kevin, the robot, she's like, you'll never be able to talk to me ever again. Um, and there's a joke about how she's not going to show up in a movie, just in the shows. Um, and then at this, at this which point... Which I hope every- that is a, a, just a joke, because it'd be crazy. Yeah, me too. I, that seems crazy to me. Um, but yeah, this is when it kind of shifts back to the show and not the meta outside of the fourth wall break, I would say. Did I did I capture all that right? Yeah, I think so. And so what are we left with? Basically, um, everything goes back. The police show up. Todd gets arrested. Daredevil kind of like hops down from nowhere. He's like, I'm here to help. And she's like, oh, it's already done. And Titania's like, hey, Daredevil. <laughs> she just, just kind of like waves at her. Um, and then like everything's kind of resolved from that whole battle. I think Emil gets arrested again, right? Because yep, he yep, transformed. Yep. And we see like a backyard party with all of the banners. And Matt Murdock's there having dinner with them. And Jen's dad is like, have babies, which was real cringe for me. <laughs> um, 
But then, okay, this is the weirdest part. This is one part I didn't like is Bruce shows up to the barbecue and then is like, hey, this is my son's scar. And then, like, the camera stays there for, like, two seconds and then it's done. They're like, well, we introduced him. Yeah. All set. Moving on. With. Like, there's nothing to, like, let you sink it in and, you know, there's no context beyond that. Yep. And he has uh, the worst hairstyle you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, that is definitely the personification of the meme, just fuck me up, fam. Yep, pretty <laughs> like... much. His hair is pretty brutal. <laughs> oh, so brutal. But I guess he's probably a teenager or something like that, so maybe that explains it. But um, what does she do after this? She ends up going to court. Oh, there's like a reporter <laughs> that's like asking her questions, and he's like, who are you wearing today? And she's like, okay. And leaves. Uh, but she basically, she's able to be She-Hulk again. She's kind of absolved of everything that had just happened. Um, and I think that's the end of that episode. That's the end, but there is a post credit scene where uh, Wong breaks out Emil Blonsky. And Emil is just going to be chilling at, uh, I forget what it's, Camertage. What, is, what does he say? He's like, did you get sucked into another show again? And yeah, yeah. Wong is like we're in a we're in a time of like peak entertainment or something like that, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. But yeah, I don't know. For let's let's talk about the whole fourth wall. Yeah, now yeah, that we yeah, got yeah. the whole episode out of the way, um, I just loved it. I loved the whole thing because I thought the episode was going off the rails when everyone started running in. I was like, "There's no reason why all these people should be here. This is just like crazy, right?" Um. It was as meta as you could possibly be. Um, but I think for me, like, I, I, it didn't seem too far-fetched. There's a lot of weird shit like this in She-Hulk comics. Um, and I think because I love meta MCU shit, like, so much of this show has been meta MCU shit. And this was, like, the cherry on top. Yeah. Of this whole crazy meta cake. And so for <laughs> me, like, seeing the writer's room, like, the whole Kevin Feige joke, I can see why a lot of people would not like this or wouldn't get it at all. But if you're into the MCU, I feel like it was a good ride. At least for me, it was. Yeah, I mean, I thought, like, I liked most of the jokes. I thought they were funny. But my problem with it, I think, was, and it's hard to even really describe what hit me weird about it, but I think it's that, Yes, like what was happening was like too much and convoluted, obviously intentionally so, but 80% of it was just the normal conclusion to the entire first eight episodes of the series. So the fact that none of that mattered at all, like was so weird. I mean, nothing... Nothing really was concluded because it was just in, instead of a conclusion, it was just all made irrelevant. And I and I feel like I, I was texting you. I feel like it was supposed to be like a commentary of like these these series finales don't have to be so fan servicey. But then they still she did the fourth wall break, and then it still was fan servicey as fuck with Daredevil for no reason and Scar for no reason, except for now it just doesn't make any sense. Like, so I just don't, it didn't really, and again, it's like I didn't hate it, 
But it felt like a huge jump compared to what we had seen the extent of the fourth wall breaks throughout the, the entire series. And it's like, they didn't like ramp up to it. It was just like, oh, we wrote ourselves into this corner. And instead of finding a decent way to conclude this, we're just going to make it all irrelevant because jokes, which is, which is like, it's a comedy, like still, so I get it, but go ahead. I feel like they still justified some of like the storyline where it's like, okay, the intelligentsia meeting still happened, but the whole stealing Jen's blood thing didn't really pan out to Todd becoming the Hulk or anything like that. And so they were still able to basically get Jen arrested. But then once all this other stuff came out from the intelligentsia uh, meeting and everyone else, quickly they realized that it was a targeted hit. That's why Jen, Jen is able to be She-Hulk again. Um, I mean, the Daredevil thing is definitely a little bit fan servicey, but I liked it um, <laughs> just because I love Daredevil. So I'll, I'll take that one as a hit. But uh, yeah, I guess just like to me, I saw it as less of we wrote ourselves into a corner and it's like we don't need every single finale to be just like a CGI gigantic battle where literally every single person we've met so far ends up in the same place at night and fights it out. And and I do agree with that. I just think they should have wrote that into the story instead of wrote a different story and then just never for eight episodes and just decided to not give it an ending, which which I felt like is what this did. Yeah, I guess I guess I was satisfied enough with like, okay, Todd got arrested. The police came. They arrested him because they had enough evidence. Um, Everyone went home. Jen was kind of, uh, you know, she what is what is the word I'm looking for here? Um, it was clear that she was made innocent. There's a verb there I can't think of right now. Exonerated? Um, exonerated, thank you. She was exonerated. The family's <laughs> back together. Everyone's That's staying. a little inside joke. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't know where that thing's at. Um, and then, yeah, like the family's happy. She she introduces her family to Matt. I hope she shows up in, in Born Again. It'd be really weird yeah, if she did Yeah, agreed. Their chemistry is... It's palpable. Super good. Um, and the scar thing, I feel like that was always like a mandate. That's what I always thought when, after seeing it, I was like, this must have just been like something they needed to do. They had the Sakaar, uh, you know, alien show up in that first episode. And so I, I just see that as them kind of pushing the needle forward. That was the only awkward bit for me. Um, and then Emil's back in prison, but then he's back out. And I don't know. I just seemed to, like, to tie everything up enough for me that I was like, okay. Um, and anything else I was able to forget because I, I just enjoyed the, I enjoyed the ride of the wackiness. Yeah. I mean, I like, I enjoyed the ride. I just felt, yeah, there's just something about it. I just felt like it could have been executed. Like I see and respect what they were going for. I wasn't a fan of the execution, I guess is maybe a a better way to say it. Definitely like beyond She-Hulk and Daredevil, no one else can pull that shit off. No, for sure. For sure. Well, not Daredevil, sorry, Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Deadpool is what I meant to say. Um, yeah, I don't like, I wish I could articulate my thoughts on it better. Um, cause like all the comedy was really funny. Like the little, uh, Black Panther theme music when he was like the VFX team has moved on. Oh, was, I love that. That yeah, was funny. You're very expensive cute. was funny. People were hating on this on Twitter. Again, not a real place, but people were hating on when Jen was like, yeah, I smash, we smash things. I smash bad endings and sometimes Matt Murdock. And, uh, I, I, I did that. think that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, it just felt uh, it just felt maybe unearned. It's like if it would have ramped up to that level of insanity before the very last episode, then maybe it would have been a little easier to swallow. But it's just like relatively, not even relatively, very straightforward show with occasional fourth wall breaks. Then the entire last episode is is a fourth wall break. It's like that's uh, it was just it just felt a little much to me. Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, you could almost see like a like a, a metaphor to a lot of the MCU shows or movies where it's like you have all these small battles and then at the end of your show you have this like gigantic battle with literally everyone in it. Um it's kind of it's like the the same formula only twisted on on its head for a lot of the Marvel shows, right? Where it's just for you you don't see it as justified, right? And so I I get that. Um but it's almost kind of the same thing. They had their yeah. own climax, only it was just a fourth wall climax rather than a gigantic yeah, battle, yeah. which most of the most of the shows and, and movies have. But definitely not what I expected, but No, I, I, I yeah, not what I expected. Thoroughly enjoyed at all. it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. You ready to rate this bitch? I'm, I'm really interested. I'm now. ready. I'm ready. All right. As we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our movies shows or special presentations out of six whole infinity stones no little pieces no dust no nothing so <laughs> episode nine let's just do episode nine it's a solid six for me baby okay i am Eric, uh, what do you got i'm gonna give it a light four interesting i did because i did like i did like it i did like it i just i just it was such a crazy tonal shift for me (laughs) just threw you right for a yeah very interesting light four all right i'm gonna have you give your score first but let's rate the entire first season of she hulk okay out of six infinity stones okay what would you give it I mean, I hope this isn't crazy, but I think I'm gonna give it a five. Ooh, I like. I really liked it. This is really easily one. It's up there with Loki and Hawkeye, which are my two favorites. Um, Nice. This is definitely. This is probably in the top three. I don't necessarily know the order, but um, this was super good. This was way better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think I'm gonna give this like as strong of a four as I possibly could get. Okay. Um, I was really struggling between a four and a five, um, but this is okay. I I do have to sometimes rate my shows as either good or bad. Yep. <laughs> um, and this is like so solidly in the good category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas a lot of them aren't. Um, and so I was very happy with how this turned out. I thought it was definitely one of the good marvel shows and it exceeded my expectations several times um i could probably go up to a five but i'm just going to keep it as where i originally thought it was yeah yeah. so um if i'm going through okay this is this is this is my ranking i think or not ranking just good or bad i was like wandavision good falcon winter soldier bad loki good hawkeye good moon knight bad miss marvel bad she hulk good the only one I would disagree with you with is Miss Marvel. I would call Miss Marvel good. Miss Marvel and I, Mo- bad seems unfair. Moon Knight was if, fine. 
if, if, if there I had, was a... see, that's like I can only do good or yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, here's the thing with Miss Marvel. Tough. Episode one, two, six, good. Episode three, four, five, bad. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I like them a that's, little more than you did, though. It's just like tough. That show felt like it was really struggling to find its identity. Yeah, and it never quite did because half the episodes are kind of one thing and half aren't. Uh, and man, I just really hated the clandestines. <laughs> yeah, you did. I really did. <laughs> uh, man, that's just, it was almost it's on the same level as uh, what the fuck were the villains of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Do you remember? Uh, I don't even remember their name. Serpent so- no, was it the Serpent Society? No, no, no. It was. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dude, that's <laughs> I have it's pretty bad, right? No clue. <laughs> Let's see the flag smashers. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Fucking terrible. <laughs> but that could have been a great movie. Yeah. So yeah, uh, this was a solid hit. Anyone that was trashing this show, I just don't get it. I really don't yeah. get it. So it was yeah. quite good. Agreed. There's a couple of episodes I wasn't super hot on, but overall. I felt like it was a great ride. I enjoyed it. It didn't take itself so seriously. I like the time, uh, you know, like the shorter episodes. I think it just worked better for this one, especially. So loved it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point too. I did like the shorter episodes here and they didn't yeah. feel too short. They felt, yeah, they didn't overstay their welcome yeah. at all. The pacing was pretty good. Yep. And so even the episodes I wasn't super in love with, it's like they, they were over pretty quick. Yep. You know, and so, loved it. All right. Pretty good. Uh, it seems like we both enjoyed it pretty well. Yeah. I feel like we're pretty much in the same spot. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, loved it. And then, coming up next, we'll get Wakanda Forever, and I hope we both are sixes on that Oh, one. my God. If I can feel the same about that movie as I did about No Way Home, yeah, I'll be so happy. Yeah, agreed. I'm really hoping for that to be as good. And so, we'll see. So that's coming up soon. But yeah. before we uh, close out, what do we got for recommendations this week? Anything good? I think I got to go with. Uh, so I was introduced to a show recently, which is not a new show, but it's new to me. Not like it's, it's Trailer Park Boys. Obviously, I've known about Trailer Park Boys, but I've never watched it. Um, it's really funny. It's like a Canadian comedy about just the dumbest people in the world. Uh, one of the main characters you definitely know, anyone would definitely know, a very iconic look. He's got those big-ass glasses that make his eyes look huge. Um, his name's Bubbles. And then one of the characters is named Ricky, which uh, some of my friends call me as a nickname. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's a very enjoyable show. It's, uh, it's a comedy. It's just a straight-up comedy. Um, is that show still on? I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. I there's a shitload of seasons. I think, but I just I've been watching it on Netflix. Netflix. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that guy a million times. I had no idea his name was Bubbles. Yep, but I know me neither, and it's so good. And he's got a shitload of cats that he just that he loves, and one of them's names Sergeant Mauserstein or something. What it's the just. Fuck? It's uh, really good. Like, really dumb humor, but, like, if, if you like that, uh, as I do, it's 
it's really fucking good. So check out Trailer Boys, Trailer Park Boys, Trailer Boys, Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Boys. If you're uh, like me and you've like seen it around but never given it a chance, it's uh, definitely worth giving it a chance. Nice. Yeah. Trailer Boys. Trailer Boys. (laughs) You heard it. You heard it here first. Um, I'm gonna. I'm going to give a recommendation to a book I'm reading right now. I'm I'm almost done with it, but I've been enjoying the ride. It is called The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Oh. Um and it's by Becky Chambers. It actually won the um shoot, what is it called? The Hugo Award for best series. There's four of them out right now. Um and it's called The Wayfarers. That's what the uh series is called. It's basically just like a bunch of people on a ship and they're they're basically punching holes to uh through like parts of space in order to like create wormholes for people to travel through. Oh shit. But it's more about like just like the vibe of all the characters together and it's all like really wholesome cuz they're like different species and stuff like that. It's like a very like progressively written novel, I would say. But I've just been enjoying just like experiencing their space mishaps. And things. I don't know. It's just been a fun, like, wholesome book so far that still has, like, some drama and stuff in it. So it's kind of like a, a wholesome space sci fi novel, I guess. Yeah. And so I picked up the second one. I enjoyed the first one so far. But yeah, The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. That sounds way up my alley. I, I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, quite good. Quite good. I love it. And so, uh, I'm looking forward to the second one. I'm going to be hopping on a plane soon, so I'm going to be reading a few books. Um, one of the most exciting things that I, I discovered, because I'm, I'm going on a honeymoon soon, um, I've been reading this book series by Anthony Horowitz, and it's a uh, um, it's like a detective murder series. The first one is called The Word is Murder. And... Um, that's objectively to... untrue because the bird is the word i'm pretty sure i've made that exact same oh joke on this podcast but i have to do it <laughs> so the bird is the word but there is four books of this it's, it's, there's the word is murder the sentence is death a line to kill and there's a new one coming out called the twist of a knife mm. but it comes out after my plane trip and i was like damn i wish i could just read this on the plane but then i found out that they released the book in the uk way early oh uh and then they released it in the united states later so i was able to ship it over from the UK, so I could get this book Jesus in time for this plane Christ. ride. You, you ever heard of a download? My God, I need that real book. UK baby. shipping. I don't know if you could. You'd have to probably illegally download it because the US shops won't sell it to you. Well, how it's hard really is that? Not that would we never, would ever would advocate never do. such a thing. But I would never, I would never, <laughs> never, never do it. Oh man! But uh, yeah. I highly recommend those books too. But yeah. Nice. The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Check it out. Um, it. Hyping up Wakanda Forever. If you want to reach out to us, Twitter at Infinity Rewatch or email us at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. But the only way we'll look at it is if you say the secret passcode. Yep. Remind us what the passcode is, please. Um. Oh, fuck the billionaires. Fuck them. How did I let that slip my mind? (laughs) I'm constantly thinking. (laughs) Every waking second of every day.